I'm John. And I'm Jake. And we're late to the show. That's the truth and the podcast. We talk about movies neither of us have seen, one of us has seen, or both of us have seen. But we want to talk about it anyway. We upload every Tuesday, every week, so don't be late. And recording is underway. All right. How are the levels sounding on your end? Well, I don't know about you, but I'm a little late to the show. Yeah. (laughs) And roll credits. (laughs) I'm late. There you got here right on time. No. I'm late. It's the late show. Sorry, I'm late. You're too late! <laughs> the wizard is never late. Can I help you? Yeah, I uh, want to see the show. But not to come late. You are late. You're late, man. Always late, huh? The hour grows late. But is he already too late to save his friends? You're late. I'm not paying for You're too late! And I'm like, dude. Fine. <laughs> Call it that. I would say yes, it lives up to the light. <laughs> what little hype I had for it. It was pretty damn good. Okay, so, uh, what we're here to talk about is, um, Movies. Primal Fear. That yeah. was the movie I couldn't think of the name it's of. The movie Primal Fear, that cultural mainstay. <laughs> a movie no one hears about until they're told about it. Yeah. It's like, what's that about? Well, it's got Richard Gere and it's Ed Norton's first movie. Huh. Is that the one with Robert De Niro? No, 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 that's Cape Fear. Sorry, yeah, this yeah. is Primal Fear. <laughs> Total different kind of fear. Uh, Not really sure of the title either after watching the movie. <laughs> what? Not sure why they called it that. Primal Fear? Yeah. Uh, that sounds like the title for a horror movie, and this was like a courtroom drama. Well, let's see. Let's think about it. Uh, this is spoiler alert right here. Uh, Roy had Primal Fear and uh, killed... The, the what's the word the what's his what's his title it's on a chessboard bishop there you go bishop rushman fucking he, slayed I, that guy you even remember names i've totally forgotten people's names it's been like a month <laughs> since i've watched this movie so you're gonna refer to their actor names then and only the ones i can remember <laughs> i know there's richard gear ed norton um shit what's her name uh, Molly Ringwald. No. Mariska Hargitay. Neither of those people were in that movie. <laughs> Fucking hell. What is her name? Marie Antoinette. No. <sighs> Francis McDormand. There we go. Oh. Francis McDormand. Who was that? She was the psychiatrist. Oh. Okay. I was thinking you were talking about the opposing. The nope. fucking. I could not remember. I could not remember. I don't remember the prosecutor's name at all. It's Laura Linney. Oh, okay. She, she was uh, Miss uh, Miss Venom Venable, Venable. I think Venom Venom. She got that Venom Venom Venable, and uh, uh, Mr. Vale. That's Richard Gere's character's name. Okay, I'm probably not gonna remember these. The black guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's not Terry Crews. The captain. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Is he the guy who's his private detective? Yeah, that's Holy him. Shit, he's really he's young, young in that in movie. This movie. <laughs> and also has more than just one face in this movie. Oh. <laughs> Everything after wow. that, it was very straight-faced and serious. Yeah, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've seen this movie before. 
Although I did not realize that for the longest time I had been missing out on half an hour of the movie until I watched it on Amazon Prime. Really? What was the half hour you missed out on? The very first half an hour. Like, oh, you mean when the murder happens? Yeah. I swear to God, I just came in at the point where he's running from the cops up in the like train yards and stuff. Uh-huh. And the rest of the movie to- made total sense. <laughs> so I don't know if that speaks to the fact that you can do without a half an hour of that movie. But I made it. <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, and this is going to sound even worse probably, I had the same sort of an experience with The Wizard of Oz forever. <laughs> I just kind of remember her laying in bed and then going to, getting picked up in the tornado landing in Oz. And so then at the end when she's like, and you were there, and you were there, I'm just like, oh, Who these are these people. Guys? <laughs> these are just people in her real life. And then I saw the actual beginning of the movie and I'm like, what the fuck is all this? <laughs> How did I miss this much of this movie? What's this black and white shit? But yeah, I swear to God. And I mean, he gets picked up by the cops and they keep talking about, oh, he's killed this Bishop Rushman. I was like, yeah, all right, I get it. I don't know why. I I think my dad recorded it on a DVR. Oh. And then I just hit play and it came up in that spot. And it kind of seemed like an intro credits thing, like. I mean, yeah, it, it could an work. interesting intro credits thing. It's like, oh fuck, what's he done? What, what's he running from? Yeah. He's just covered in blood, cooking it from the cops. It yeah, really worked. I mean, yeah, that kind of shows the weakness of the first half an hour of the movie that didn't well, really need to be there. Well, it does need to be there for the stuff with uh, um, uh, John Mahoney. Yeah, John Mahoney. He plays um, the D, the like head DA, AD, no DA, district attorney. Okay. The guy that Laura Lenny works for? Yeah. Okay. Um, can't remember his name. Oh, O'Shaughnessy. Yes. That guy. Okay. It, the, it the, gives the all the background with him. Yeah, and no. also that uh, like mob guy who Richard Gere apparently helped out in a previous case. Because at the beginning of that, he gets him the deal where he has to, like, I don't know, do what? Like 30 days in jail or some bullshit? No, he's supposed to leave town forever. Oh, that's right. Okay, so and, he... And, like, that was such a weird subplot of the movie that I'm like none of this pertains to fucking what's going on with Ed Norton yeah it does how well okay maybe I need to watch this movie again I just kind of like was confused as to why he just had this random guy who knew all of this random shit that kind of connected O'Shaughnessy well okay so this random guy he's trying to fix up this neighborhood but O'Shaughnessy and Bishop Rushman are buying out all these like properties and buildings out from under him yeah and O'Shaughnessy because they're business partners is covering up all the sex stuff that uh Bishop Rushman's been doing yes spoiler alert yeah (laughs) so that because O'Shaughnessy was turning a blind eye to all this like illegal shit that the bishop was doing I mean he's been like fucking forcing Ed Norton to rape this chick for videos and then Ed Norton ends up killing him all right. Yeah, I guess that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. But also, fuck the bishop. He had it coming. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he, to be honest, he shouldn't have been a bishop in the first place. No, he really should not have been. <laughs> but yeah, so when you first saw this movie, uh-huh. what, what, did, what did you think of it the first time you, you, you saw it way back whenever it was? I think I was like 16 the first time I saw it. So it felt like, uh, I mean, I knew... Noon. I'd known who Ed Norton was, but mostly for Incredible Hulk and Fight Club. So I thought it was really cool to like see him that young now. Um, it was like a weirdly serious movie. Like it was like one of the first like. Well, no, that's not even true. I've seen a lot of serious movies up until then. 
I don't know. It felt like a really interesting movie where I liked trying to solve the crime. Yeah. And then, because I also liked watching Law and Order, so I, oh. I, I enjoyed there the movie go. for all the crime stuff and trying to figure out how they're gonna fight this legally in the courtroom. I mean, and then a lot of the politics stuff was harder to get because, like I said, I had only seen it without the first half an hour where they set up for all that stuff. Yeah. So I had to put that together without all that previous information. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I liked the movie a lot. It became like a really. It became one of those movies where I was excited to tell other people about. It felt like such a different movie than stuff that was out at the time. I mean, it's an older movie. It came out in the mid-90s, mid-early like 90s. That. Something like that, I think it was. So I liked it a lot. I still like it a lot. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting to see that extra 30 minutes at the beginning. <laughs> it was kind of like a fucking little... Director's cut. Yeah, it was like a post-credits tag. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning of the movie. Right. Added important information. Yeah, like I said, this is a movie like I'm excited to tell people about. And say, oh, you should check this out because it kind of blew me away when I saw it, and I mm. like wanted to ha- share that with someone else. Like, yeah, did it blow you away? Like the end? Yeah. <laughs> like, was that fucking crazy or what? <laughs> yeah, and then and then and that sort of thing unfortunately makes it a little difficult to talk about these movies on pod- the podcast when it's got a really kind of cool ending. And we've already spoiled huge chunks of well. No, I actually wouldn't say we have. That's pretty much the beginning of the movie. Yeah, true. I don't think we've... Yeah. We haven't even There's, actually given like the big hook to, this, yeah, to the and, big and, spoiler. Yeah, actually, no. Yeah, thinking about it, no, we haven't. Um, but I'll get... For me, too, like, I, I wasn't super on board because I was just like, eh, it's kind of another legal drama. Uh, that's not... Sometimes it's my thing, but this one was moving kind of slow. And then the big hook hit, and I'm like, fucking sold. <laughs> and then, then the end of the movie happened, and I'm like, fuck, this, this is a good, good movie. Like, it, it was, it, thinking about it, it's, it's, a, it's a really good movie. I don't know if it's necessarily one I would rush out to go see again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe later I'm like, scrolling through fucking Amazon Prime or something, and be like, hey, I remember liking that. Let's watch that one again. <laughs> You know, that's that's kind of where I was with it, but it was it was it was enjoyable. Definitely excellent performances. Uh, Ed Norton's first major movie appearance, mm-hmm. and then like two three years later, he was in Fight Club. So, yeah, an American History X had to have happened somewhere in there. Also, that happened in the late nineties. I, I will look up when American History X happened because Edward Furlong was like fifteen or sixteen by the time that came so, out. But that I guess that was another movie that kind of made me interested in seeing primal fear was because i had seen like ed norton play a really dark character and i could tell that the movie was dark just from the you know little info that you get on the tv guide or whatever all right so in order primal fear came out in 96 really yes two years later we had uh uh shit i already forgot the movie uh two years later we had american history x Mm -hmm. in 98 and then 99 was fight club Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that's uh, that is the order of the the Ed Norton movies. That's a good run of fucking movies for your first three big appearances. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and out of those three, I have not seen American History X. So good. That's the next fucking movie. <laughs> it's one of the next fucking movies. We'll yeah, it's, we'll 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 put it in the we'll put it in the queue. Mm-hmm. We've got we've already got another one lined up, and you need to watch it again soon so you can so we can talk about it. Red? Yes. <laughs> um, oh, shit, man. The next one comes out next week. I don't know about that. 
It's not well. Just this the, isn't this isn't the Creed podcast. We'll talk about we'll talk about Creed two <laughs> when we talk about Creed. Okay. Um, all right. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, I really think that um, Primal Fear. It's a fun movie to introduce to someone else because yeah. then you do get to hear their reaction to it. Like I, I was excited for you to watch it so I could hear what you thought about it. Yeah. Because the only other person I know who's seen that movie is my dad. And then I showed Kate and she liked it too. Yeah. Yeah, no, the the hook, it comes out of left field, but not in like a way where it's like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. That mm. just got thrown in there. It's like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. That's the kind of that's kind of way it, it, it throws you for a loop that way. Like, and you have that feeling the whole time. Like you have that feeling that like you're thinking, oh, I know what the writers are doing for like the movie. And then by the end of the movie, you're thinking, oh, fuck. Fuck! I know what Roy was doing the whole fucking time. Yeah, or uh, Alan. I don't remember this character's Alan. name. Yeah, it's Alan. Alan no, Aaron. Aaron. Thank you. Aaron. Aaron. Aaron and Roy. <laughs> yeah, and then spoiler by, alert. There's twins. That's the spoiler. <laughs> That's just what we tell everyone who listens to this. Yeah, they just switch in and out. We can cut this out. <laughs> Post. <laughs> so. Alright, the movie came out in 1996. Uh, Richard Gere had already done a bunch of shit by then, too. He plays a lawyer in everything I've ever seen him in. Was he a lawyer in Pretty Woman? I think so. <laughs> I don't I know I, he had a lot of money. I, I didn't see Pretty Woman. <laughs> I've seen him in two movies. In both of them, he was a lawyer. <laughs> in I'm... Chicago, too. Oh, Chicago, that's the one I know. And also, specifically, in the city of Chicago. In both movies. Yeah? Because Primal Fear takes place in Chicago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so... Do you think uh, it had any particular tie-in with its era? I mean, do you think there was like... Also, do you think there was anything Chicago-specific to the movie? Do you think it could have taken place in any city? Oh, absolutely. I think it had to be in Chicago. I I think that could have taken place anywhere. You know, Chicago does have the whole, like, corruption, kind of the seat of the, like, you know, Al Capone and all that type of deal. So, like, a lot of the crime... You think of Chicago, you do, unfortunately, think of crime and corruption and dirty politics and... So maybe maybe it did need to be Chicago exclusive. It definitely wouldn't have happened in L.A. I don't think it could have take, done in L.A. Mm, no. It, it needs to be one of the grimier It could have been L.A. after all the Harvey Weinstein shit. It could be L.A. now. <laughs> it, it could be L.A. now. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think, you know, I think setting it in Chicago is probably the right move. It's an interesting move, too. I mean, they're capitalizing on it because a lot of movies were based in Chicago right in the 80s also, so... Yeah. I mean, the 80s were kind of Chicago's time, and then this one came out in 96, kind of like a weird gap between them. Yeah. It's like, here's a bunch of Chicago movies, here's some space, and Primal Fear. <laughs> we, should, we, we, we should put in a spoiler section closer to the end where we talk about the shit that goes on. So if you've seen the movie, or you don't care, at some point here in the podcast, we'll tell you to... Turn it off or skip ahead a little bit, and you know we'll cover your ears and we'll 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 let you know when to uncover them. I think all these podcasts are pretty much just a fucking nest for spoiler alerts, anyway. Well, I mean it's hard. I mean there's some movies where spoilers don't matter so much, you know, like Iron Man. You you know he's gonna win in the end. You know he's gonna beat Jeff Bridges. Spoiler alert. But I think something like this, you want to maintain, you know, what happens. You know what, what what the conclusion of the crime is. Right. Okay. So let's talk about 
all right, why did you never see this movie? Why hadn't you seen this movie? Was it something you just never heard about? Never heard of it before. Really? Literally, I just never heard of it before. <laughs> and then you're like, how about Primal Fear? I'm like, what's that? And you're like, oh, it's got Ed Norton and Richard Gere. I'm like, okay, I'll look into it. <laughs> and the black guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Not Terry Crews. Not Terry Crews. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much... I just never heard of it before, and it sounds like... I'll ask, but you know, it sounds like you heard it from your dad, or did you... Yeah, he's the one who showed me the movie. We were just hanging out at home one day, and he's like, oh, let's put this on. I recorded it the other day. Apparently wrong, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got it a little late. <clears throat> Didn't mention that at all. Nah. Maybe your dad had never seen it before, either. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, this is where it starts, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I definitely... My dad showed me the movie. Like I said, we were just chilling out at home one day, and uh, he's like, oh, let's just watch this movie. And I was like, okay. He's like, it's got Edward Norton, and I was like, all right, cool. I like Ed Norton. Yeah. And then he told me it was like one of his first roles. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I, I didn't really know Richard Gere from anything. I didn't know Laura Linney from anything. And then he told me, oh, you see that black guy? He's the uh, one lawyer in Striking Distance. I was like, oh, that's cool. He, I've never seen Striking Distance. It's a Bruce Willis movie where he's a cop, and then he becomes a boat cop. Boat cop. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> He loses his actual police officerness, and becomes a becomes rogue a boat, cop. boat cop. And Sarah Jessica Parker becomes his partner. Interesting. <laughs> it's all right, but yeah, it's Bruce Willis. <laughs> you get what you pay for. Um, but yeah, and then like just started unfolding, and it was a really cool story. Since you'd never heard of the movie before, the only hype you know of it from is what I told you about it before you saw it. Yes. And I mean, you said you thought it was kind of slow, but then the hook had you. So, like, do you think it lived up to any kind of hype that I gave it? Or I mean, you said it was a good movie, and it was a good movie. So, yeah. Yeah, it lived up to that pretty easily. <laughs> how would you hype it to someone else? Like, how what would you say if you were going to recommend it to someone else? Would you recommend it to someone else? If I were to recommend it to somebody else, I would, you know, it's like, hey, it's courtroom drama if you're into that sort of thing. It's kind of a... I'm stealing from what I saw elsewhere. It's kind of a noir. It's more of a neo-noir kind of a thing. So if you're into more of that sort of a, you know, genre of film, probably play to your tastes. If you're a fan of Ed Norton, definitely worth a watch because it, it's a hell of a performance by him in this one. So, you know, that's 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 probably how I would I would recommend to people. You know, it's neo-noir or it's courtroom drama, or if you're an Ed Norton fan. Or you just like Chicago. Or you like Chicago. <laughs> or the you movie like the, and the city. Yes. Or if you like <laughs> the fact that a bishop dies in it for some reason. Yeah, if you're a real big old atheist and you really just want to see religion take a hit. Right, fucking watch go. this movie. Yes. <laughs> Not only does he get killed, he is fucking crazy. Yes. I think we've covered all of our topics. Yeah, we definitely kind of hit most of the main bases. We're at 23 minutes. Wow, that was a quick record. I mean, we could keep spitballing about the movie. Oh, oh we, we go. wanted to talk. Let's about just the talk hook, about right? the. Yeah, let's talk about the. Okay, this is an official uh, spoiler alert at this point. Um, if you continue listening, it's your own fucking fault. <laughs> uh, okay, so Ed. Yeah, oh, no, I was just gonna say it. What oh. what what the thing was, but oh, um, so yeah, Ed Norton is a split personality in this movie. Uh, he plays his character from Fight Club. I'm convinced. <laughs> That this is a prequel to Fight Club. It's just like the fan theory that fucking Jack washes up from the Titanic and is fucking uh, Gatsby. 
and then also becomes the guy from Inception somehow. Yes. Just like that. Exactly like that. (laughs) Did you have any inkling that Aaron wasn't even a split personality before he revealed it to Marty at the very, very end? Uh, No, I just, no. When first I thought it was just Aaron, um, and I'm like, well, this kid's fucked. He definitely did it. There's no way in hell it wasn't him. Um, and then the scene where it's like, he's fucking his character from Fight Club, and he's like, oh, he did it, but he didn't do it. Right. You know, I'm like, okay, that's like where he first cool. has that little Roy snap on the camera. No, at that I'm like, okay, this guy's got like a temper, and he's like. Gets angry like snaps. like he's he you know he finally he just snapped right, um, but then it's like no, there's two people in that head. I'm like fuck, that's good, <laughs> and then like the scene where he basically gets Laura Linney to rip into him and court so that he snaps from Aaron to Roy, and freaks out on her. Mm-hmm. That was gold, and then the fucking finale, like you said, where it's like he there is no split personality. He right. fucking lied about that. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? That was great. <laughs> and then incredibly on-the-nose imagery as Richard Gere walks out of the church and the camera pans over him and now it's behind him and he's walking on the ceiling essentially because his world has been turned upside down. I'm like, okay, I see what you did there, Movie. <laughs> uh, so. How about you? Did you have any inkling to that? No, like that fucking surprised me like... And so the giveaway to Marty, Richard Gere's character, is when he says, um, I hope Miss Venable's neck is okay. Yeah. Because Roy fucking jumped over the um, the stand and started choking out Laura Linney because he was yeah. going to run out of there. But the security guards grabbed him, pulled him off, and uh, then he was put in a holding cell and then snapped back to Aaron. Yeah. Quote, unquote. Yes. And uh, so then when... Um, and Aaron's thing throughout the movie is... He doesn't remember what happens when he's Roy. Right. He calls it losing time. Yes. So when Marty goes back there, because, I mean, there's going to be a mistrial on the case. They can't, you know, they, the whole jury sees that he's fucking crazy. He's got a split personality now. Yeah. And the whole thing was they couldn't prosecute, or they couldn't defend him that way because they didn't start it that way, which is weird. Well, I mean, you put in your plea and that's you're locked in for the case. Right. They didn't make it an insanity case because they didn't know until halfway through. Anyway, so Marty goes back there to tell Aaron, hey, you're going to end up in a hospital. They're going to get you the help they need. You're going to be okay. And they have this kind of like almost fatherly moment. Richard Gere feels very responsible for young Aaron. And then Aaron fucking just talks a little too much and says, tell Miss Venable I hope her neck is okay. He starts walking away and realizes how the fuck would he know it was her neck that would have any issues at all he doesn't he lost time he shouldn't know what happened and he walks back and asks him and instead of even trying to write it off and defend it like oh i heard a security guard mention do you see that crazy kid choke her out yeah (laughs) he just like fuck it i just got away with this anyway he can't say anything against me yep and he just tells him oh by the way yeah i just there's no split personality (laughs) i just did this (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think he was a mistake. I think he even says it wasn't a mistake. He wanted uh, Richard Gere to know. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I lied to you and got away with it. We're a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason it hurts Richard Gere the most, because too, or, and I don't think it definitely is, 
because he says earlier, it's like, you know, he was tired of being a prosecutor. He, you know, he wanted to make sure everybody had the right to an attorney. You know, everybody got the actual defense they needed. And the DA was kind of a dick. And he was like, you know, pushing real hard for the worst possible sentences. Mm -hmm. And like Richard Gere at heart, you know, believes people are good. And so he wants to make sure, you know, he very much believes in innocent until proven guilty. Mm -hmm. So that was his big deal. And that's why he took the case. He's like, there's no way this kid is the one who did it. He was the one who did it, but it wasn't him. And then, yeah, no, it was just straight up him. It wasn't even the kid he was defending. It's just because he says this line, he's like, because Richard Gere asks him, wow, so there never was a Roy, which is the name of this aggressive personality Person. that yeah. Aaron has. He says, no, if you really think that, then you're dumber than I thought you were. There never was an Aaron. <laughs> yeah. So there was never the, the nice guy thing was a total facade as well as the split personality. Yeah. His second personality that he was hiding forever that's it, his real that's him. That's who he is. That's Ed Norton. Yeah. I wonder if his name is actually Aaron or if it's actually Roy. Which one's his real name? Oh, there was actually there was something about that I actually I thought about it after the movie. <laughs> Shit that I'm trying to remember. Oh, the bishop calls him Aaron constantly. Right. Well, I mean, it. It'd be it weird for Aaron, for Ed Norton's character to act like Roy. While being an altar boy for a bishop, though, but he could have just been—he could have just been like, "My name's Roy." That was what—that was the thing I got. Was the—it's like—it's a nitpick kind. Of, this, this is what would technically constitute a plot hole. It doesn't ruin anything, but this is technically the film going against its own logic. Why would he choose Aaron as his fake name and tell the bishop his fake name or his name is Aaron? When he could just be like, "My name's Roy," and then when he's like, uh. And then when he snaps to become who he really is, he could have just been like, oh, I'm Aaron, by the way. Well, I think his real name must be Aaron in the movie because it also has a last name. They never gave Roy a last name. It's Aaron Scamper or Sampler. Sam Stampler. Stampler. Yeah, Aaron Stampler. Weird. Yeah, Stampler. And uh, when I think he says there never was a Roy, I think he means like... The Roy personality. Right. Like, I think he's referring to that split... Per or, no, he says there never was an Aaron... He just means the nice guy personality. Okay, that's Roy fair. is his personality, but he's, his name is Aaron. Okay, yeah, that's probably... <laughs> I think we were taking that a little too literal. Yeah, okay, so yeah, Aaron probably is his real name then. Yeah, and it kind of almost makes me want a fucking shitty M. Night Shyamalan glass type sequel where I get to see the prequel and what fucking Aaron was like before all that shit happened and after, just because mm. I'm curious, what does... How did this fucking psychopath end up i mean i can understand how he ended up homeless in new york and stuff but like chicago yeah chicago sorry but like i want to know fucking i want to i want to know how he killed his girlfriend you know how he interacted with the other altar boys that were there because they were all homeless pieces of shit too yeah just fucked for rushman <laughs> yeah yeah that was uh yeah wait you think glass is gonna be bad I, well, okay, to be fair, I haven't seen any of the other movies for it. Okay, you need to see Unbreakable. You need to see Split. Yeah. Really, the fact that it's part of the Unbreakable universe, that was the big twist in Split, and that was at the end of the movie. Mm. Like, literally seconds before the trailer, you see Bruce Willis from Unbreakable, and we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then, uh, but, uh, no, Glass looks fucking great. Totally off topic, I apologize, but... No, no, no. I mean, that's fair to say. I... 
it's not that it looks dumb. It just seems kind of silly that all of a sudden, like, was the character Glass? Was he like anything before? Was did he have a movie? No, or did they just shoehorn was... Samuel L. Jackson in this for this. No, he was in Unbreakable. Oh, he was. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen Unbreakable. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's he's his character in the in Unbreakable is convinced that essentially superheroes are among us and that every person has their opposite he he has essentially glass bones he breaks his bones really easily oh, he's a fragile kid. thing is that he's unbreakable, unbreakable. yes bruce willis <laughs> is impervious to everything his weakness is the same as the aliens and signs it's water i don't know why but his weakness is water that's why he wears a raincoat oh as a superhero disguise huh yeah I don't know if I want to see Unbreakable now. <laughs> Actually, do no, do watch no, Unbreakable. It's I've great. heard it's good. I, I will see it at some point. I mean, I'll see it before I see Glass anyway. And I still have to see Split. I did want to see that. Uh, so anyways, Primal Fear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've hit 36 minutes now. So I don't know if we've even got like sort of a release schedule we should talk about at all for this. Or... Uh, as of right now, we don't. Yeah, I know. We're we... just stockpiling we wanna, episodes. Yeah, we want to backlog these a bit and then... Uh release them as they go and i'm sure we'll make dated cultural references like creed 2 coming out next week <laughs> depending on whenever we release the creed one depending just on... cut out all the references to creed 2 coming out soon depending on when you're listening to this creed 2 either came out and comes out next week or five years ago who knows <laughs> five years ago shit if that's the case we really screwed up and just kind of <laughs> let shelved this for a while or it's relevant and people are still listening to our podcast five years from now. And they're going back to our first episode and being like, huh, what a weird timing on that. I mean, that's what I did for the Crab Feast. <laughs> I just listened to their first episode like a month, like three months ago, and it started in like 2012, 2013. And all for being caught up now, right as they're about to end it. But really, that's the best time to get me caught up, so you can catch the conclusion. Yeah, now I have to wait every week for the last five or six episodes. Uh, yeah, see, that's that's always the rough part, man. <laughs> I caught up with Breaking Bad just in time to watch the last six episodes. <laughs> I've pretty much seen all of Breaking Bad, except for the episode where Hank dies. So you've seen almost all of Breaking Bad. Literally, I've seen the last s- episode. I just you've haven't not seen watched the- Ozymandias, one of the best episodes of television? Nope. It's the second best episode of television. Can you guess what the first best episode of television is? Uh, Seinfeld. The uh... wrong. It's band practice and SpongeBob. <laughs> you mean band geeks? Is that what that episode? I thought it was called band practice. No, it's called band geeks. Yes, band geeks and SpongeBob. But <laughs> so you must have never had a video now, then, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was the disc that it came with every video now when you bought it. Do you remember what that is? No. It was a little back, black, back and white, black and white mini DVD player. It had a screen that was like maybe like one inch by two inches big, and you just put the disc in, and you could watch TV shows on it. On a tiny fucking screen. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Why even? And it was like its own little disc too. It wasn't even like an oh, actual like a CD. GameCube. Yeah, disc. it was even like smaller than that. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, Band Geeks, easily the best episode of television ever. 
Not even. That's not even the best episode of SpongeBob. Are you serious? I swear to fuck, it's not the best episode. Okay, what's of the best episode? This is not the SpongeBob podcast. All right, hold on. What is the best episode of SpongeBob? You don't need to give me the title. You can no. just describe the episode. Don't. Oh, hold on. I because now you've put me on the spot. My brain is fucking moving too fast. Can you can you give me a more quotable episode of SpongeBob than Band Geeks? Uh, is yes, mayonnaise an instrument? <laughs> No, Patrick. Mayonnaise is not an instrument. Horseradish isn't an instrument either. All right. None of you have any experience. See, to say a SpongeBob episode is quotable in particular, it means nothing to me because I can quote half of them. That's <laughs> verbatim. Okay. That's that's fair. However, I still think Band Geeks is probably the best episode of that show. <laughs> Hold on. The owner of the white sedan. You left your lights on. on. All right. Pizza delivery. That's a great fucking episode. That is a good episode. That's it's a not better episode. It's not better than Band Geeks. Uh Frankendoodle. I prefer that episode over Band Geeks. Um, I prefer Pizza Delivery over Frankendoodle. <laughs> chocolate with nuts. That's a great fucking episode. That's the one they sell where they're selling chocolate. Yes. Okay, that one okay, I'll give you that one as good competition for Band Geeks. There's the graveyard shift episode. With the hash slaying slash, yeah, no, that I, one's I all right. That's that, not my favorite. That's not. A, that's a good episode, but I'm not even going to call that one a top tier SpongeBob. There's episode. pickles, which would be quotable if anyone could get that fucking order right. Yeah. There's the camping see, episode. Did you see the episode of Benjamin Babish where he uh yeah made Bubble Bass's order? Yeah, for sure. Which, um, which camping episode? The the camp with the sea bear. For those who at home who don't have video because we're not recording this in video, I just made an exasperated face because I disagree wholeheartedly. You don't even like that episode? No, it's a good. It's an all right episode. Let's it's gather around the campfire and sing our campfire song. Our C-A-M-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G Yeah, I mean the campfire song song is great, but that's probably the best part of that episode. No, it's not. It's fucking Squidward getting his shit pushed in by every animal out there. There's so many better episodes with Squidward getting shit on. Namely, band geeks. <laughs> um, yeah, now I'm now I'm trying to think of all the episodes that I like better. Uh, okay, Shanghai. That's a great fucking episode. Which one's Shanghai? That's the one with uh, I don't know, the Flying I'm, Dutchman and the, the one Fly where... of Despair. Okay, yeah, and then Squidward's <laughs> falling for all eternity. <laughs> yeah. You're good. You're good. Yes. You're good. Yes. Don't worry, Captain. We can buff those out. <laughs> There's fucking nothing left of the ship. We're going to have to go through the perfume department. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's a good episode, too. And then my fucking dining sock. Come on. <laughs> that was a weird part of that episode, but to be fair, it's SpongeBob. There's a lot of weird shit in that show. <laughs> Band Geeks is not the best episode Band of Geeks, I'm still, for my money, Band Geeks is the best episode of SpongeBob. Well, you must be out of money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have burn. Don't even have a response. To that. Um, I just, I would just like SpongeBob to show up on some streaming service. Just all of it. It's on Amazon Prime. All of it. I mean, the good ones. So all of it. The first three seasons. I, I, th- I think we need to have a second podcast now where we just watch SpongeBob episode by episode and critique. <laughs> or. It's going to become very negative once we get to 2006 through fucking 12. I was going to say, or in lieu of critique, sit here and just verbatim quote lines at each other for 20 minutes. (laughs) Do you remember the one where... (laughs) It becomes a Chris Farley show. Do you remember that time 
When you were in the Beatles? <laughs> oh. That was awesome. Fucking Muscle Bob Buff Pants. That's a better episode than Band Geeks. No, it's not. With anchor arms. Yeah, it's so much no. better. And no, him and Sandy are working not. out. Band Geeks is such a good fucking episode. How about I, I put you in the bone cruncher? <laughs> See how you look, kid. I don't even know what the fucking bone cruncher is. That's <laughs> the <laughs> contraption where you stick your arms through into those gloves and it has just weights slamming down on that block. What was that from? Oh, the, that's one of Sandy's one. workouts. That's she's right. going to put Spongebob in. That's right. <laughs> it's just slamming like <laughs> thousand pound blocks down on your arms. <laughs> the bone cruncher. Great. <laughs> this girl's trying to kill me. Oh, fucking uh, hibernation week. That one had Pantera in it. That one did have Pantera. Are you going to take a phone call on the podcast? Uh, yeah, hold on. You're going to have to put on speakerphone. No. So the world can All right, start take a new two. recording. <laughs> All right, let's do the whole thing again. Uh, Primal Fear. Yes, have you, have you seen this one? Have you heard of it? No. No. I've seen Cape Fear, though. Have you seen that one? That's a good one. I haven't seen Cape Fear. Neither have I. <laughs> All right, so we're back. Uh, yeah, we're back just to say goodbye. Yes. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> I can't hope leave you without en- saying goodbye. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Um, All right, so that was uh, Primal Fear. Join us next time when we talk about another movie that is yet to actually be determined. Possibly Creed. Maybe something else. It's probably crud. It's probably going to be Creed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, in short, Primal Fear. Both liked it. New for him. Old for me. Still like it over here. Fucking just saw the first 30 minutes of it for the first time in like six years. So that's pretty impressive. Really psyched about it. (laughs) Yeah. It's like it's a whole new movie now. uh, So... Uh, where 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 can where can the good people find you, Jake? Uh, I'm on I'm on uh, Twitter at at Jocko Link at at I'm on Twitter at Jocko Linguini. Take three. I can never remember if I fucking put an underscore on that. Anyways, uh, I'm on Twitter at Rosendoom two. Uh, probably also at Rosendoom, but I don't use that one anymore. Wait, uh, you actually have two at Rosendooms? Uh, well, I have and at Rosendoom stuck two. With at Rosendoom two. Well, at Rosendoom one, basically, like I deleted the account and then couldn't get back into it because mm. I couldn't remember the login shit. So I made at Rosendoom two and like stuck to that for a while, and then somehow found the login shit for at Rosendoom. Logged in, and I'm like, oh, this is like just spam and shit now. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> well, you can delete away. that Twitter and then change your Twitter to just at Rosendoom. You can drop the two if you want. I might do that. <laughs> For now, you can find me at Rosendoom too. <laughs> and I'm at Jocko underscore Linguini. Do not forget my fucking underscore. Also, you can follow the podcast at our official Twitter, which we both need to look up because we don't recall what it is. It's a at LTTS podcast. That stands for late to the show. Does it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Did you just ask me, does that know? I okay. know. <laughs> just I made sure. the handle. <laughs> just making sure. God. But again, that's at LTTS Podcast on Twitter. Yeah. No website. You yeah, can't afford dude. that bullshit. Yeah. Uh, that was this week's podcast. Anyway. Whichever week this comes out at. Yeah, eventually. It might not even be our first podcast. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> uh, tune in next week for the next podcast. And don't be late. Hell, don't be late. Hell, get yeah, yeah. Hell.